Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to my mini show, No Dumb Questions with Mel. Whether you've been here before or this is your first time listening to the episode, hi and welcome. I am so excited to have you here. The purpose of these mini shows is for us, when I say us, is Helen, Janet, myself, to kind of expand on our interests and our lifestyle. For me, I see this mini show as a place where we, as a listener and as a guest your host, can deepen our relationship. So, y'all, we are almost done with the first month of 2024. Like, how? This month was so quick. The first few months always feel super fast for me because January just flies. And February is usually a shorter month. And also my birthday. (laughs) Maybe that's why I feel like it goes by so fast. I feel like I have zero time to plan anything. I am the type of girl that likes to have a birthday celebration, not the type of like, oh, it's okay. Ignore me or forget about me. No, this is my chance to, like, celebrate me. I'm a big birthday girl. So for today's topic is one I actually got a lot of votes on months ago on my Instagram story when I asked y'all what you wanted to hear. I had two topics for you guys to vote for. I did decide to record the other episode with the higher amount of votes, but today's topic was a very close second, and a couple of listeners DM'd me and was like, just do both, Mel. So I am. Today, I'll be talking through how I maintain my independence while in a relationship. So my boyfriend Ray and I have been together for almost two years now, and one thing we learn that we both value is our own me time. But before we get started, as usual, let's kick everything off with my Google segment. The latest thing I Googled was <laughs> how to stop feeling embarrassed. I know it sounds like such a preteen like thing to ask, like ask Jeeves. I probably asked this before when I was 12 or 13. Um, But this is story time. So I recently went to a friend's birthday party and it was a house party and there was alcohol involved. And I'm at the point right now in my life where I don't drink that often. I used to party a lot in my 20s and now in my 30s, I don't really care to drink as much because I don't like the feeling that it gives me afterwards. Like I am the type of person that now when I take a shot or have a cocktail, I do get a headache like an hour later and it sucks. But I do love celebrating and having a good time. I am a, I'm a social drinker, which means I do like to have a drink or a shot at parties or like at gatherings when the celebration calls for it. At home, I strictly just drink water or milk or LaCroix. 
So for this party, I was kind of anticipating that, okay, we're going to party. We're going to drink. It's been a long time since I drank at that kind of environment. And so my unfortunate butt did not monitor myself as I was drinking like a smart person should. And I got, I'll be honest, I got wasted. Like I got so drunk. Helena take care of me. Ray had to take care of me. And I fell asleep in my clothes. It was just really like, it was bad. And I was mortified the next day learning that I got to this level of drunkness because it's been a very long time since I got there. That's another thing I realized I don't, why I don't like drinking to that level is because I lose control of my actions, my emotions, and I hate it. So I was feeling extremely embarrassed for a couple of reasons. One, even though I knew a lot of people there and it was a birthday party for a friend that I consider myself close to, there was also a handful of people I did not know at the party. So I felt very embarrassed of like, oh man, like their first impression of me is me being wasted or me being really drunk and like very loud. And I just felt so ashamed. And I think it also comes from me wanting to come off or like wanting to be in control of how I am with people. Because when I'm drunk, I have zero control of like my actions and my behaviors because I don't know what's going on. I feel like somewhat disconnected and I hate it. So yeah, I was embarrassed of me, you know, also making a really bad first impression. Because I thought to myself, like, if I got to this level of drunkness with like my friends from college or like my core group in LA, I wouldn't be as embarrassed because they've one, probably seen me go there. And two, like, they just know me like on a deeper level. So they won't they won't judge me. So yes, I was feeling very embarrassed because I also didn't want to feel judged. And I did feel like shame and just, you know, that feeling when you like think about a scenario, you just cringe at yourself. And I was like, oh, I don't want to remember this. That was me for a few days after this party. And yeah, after I Google like how to stop feeling embarrassed, the one like a couple of things came up like, yes, give yourself grace. Talk to yourself like you would to a friend. And I was like realizing like, wow, I'm being so harsh on myself. Like, if a friend got that drunk, I wouldn't I would have been like, dude, it's OK. You had a good time. And, you know, you just learn how to be in more in control next time. Maybe drink less. Watch yourself. Watch your limit. Like these are things I would tell a friend. But yet I was telling myself some mean things. So overall, I learned to be kinder to myself. At the end of the day, I also realized, like, as I was replaying the scenario in my head the last few days of like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I had this realization that in the end, these people that were there at the party that you're not very close with or they don't know you at all or they just met you are probably not thinking about you right now. They're thinking about their own life and having a good day or whatever. They're not thinking about you because you don't matter right now. So I was like, damn, if they don't care that I should just stop caring myself. That helped me let go of feeling embarrassed. And I'm also thinking about going just more dry because I, I don't know, I'm just not, I'm surprised that I'm here, that I'm just not in that party mode anymore. I remember being that girl in my 20s saying like, I'm going to club till I'm in my 40s. Well, that's a lie. I'm in my 30s and I'm just like, Mm-mm, not there. I can't do this anymore. So yeah, I think, you know, it does help that my partner Ray actually right now isn't drinking as well and he's going really he's going completely dry. So it does help me not be tempted to drink as much. But yeah, I just want to share this um embarrassing story I had. I was like Mel level 10. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. 
Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Today's topic as a refresher is how I maintain my independence in a relationship. And as I was thinking through the how of today's episode, I realized I need to share the why. I'm a big why girl. Simon Sinek starts with why. Did read that book in my college years. Why do I need to maintain my sense of independence in a relationship? Like, why do I? And after thinking, you know, all the reasons through, I have a couple. The first one is I've been single for around five years before getting to a serious relationship with Ray. Like before that, I was like super single. And with that time of the five years, and before that, it was like even another five years, I learned to enjoy my own company. In essence, I love me time. You literally get to do what you want to do. You feel at peace. And two, because of that long time of being alone, I just got used to it. Like this is the norm for me to be by myself or have control of my time. And three, another thing I noticed is that even though I do have a great social group in LA and in the Bay, I have moments that sometimes I just want to be by myself. Like there sometimes are like uh, like a hangout on the weekend. And to be honest, I think I find myself being like, oh, I just want to stay in this weekend because out of preference, not because I'm like for other reasons. So I think part of me has evolved from being this extremely extrovert person to enjoying introverted quality, uh, introverted moments. And lastly... I just value it. I value having my own independence, my own identity, and I find myself admiring my close friends that had made the extra effort to maintain their identity when, even when they got married. Like, I keep thinking of my friend Cindy, and I mentioned her so many times on the podcast. My really good friend Cindy, she has done an amazing effort of always reaching out to hang out, and we maintain this great dynamic and friendship after college. And she got married um, a few years ago, and despite being married, She's always made the effort to like, hey, Mel, let's do a dinner. Let's do a one-on-one. I want to like catch up with your life. I want to spend time with you. And we've also gone to New York together. So watching her maintain her, like, I guess her relationship, her identity, despite being in a marriage is something I I also want to try doing and I value as well. So those are the whys. Now let's get into the hows. I know you all are action-oriented people like myself. We want to be proactive and yeah, we just like being proactive. There's a couple ways I do this. The first thing I'm going sh- to share is Ray and I actually currently live separately. So we don't live in the same household. And I'd say both our jobs are pretty busy during the week. He is literally working nonstop from the moment he wakes up to the evening and he sleeps really early. So with that schedule and living apart, we don't see each other that much on the weekdays, maybe once a week, but we mostly see each other on the weekends. And this allows me to have my daily routines, uninterrupted time to do whatever I want. I should share a little caveat here, but this is going to change because we are actually moving in together in a few months, which leads me to my next how. That will also be another episode talking about moving with a partner. that's That's a huge step right there. But the next thing I do is I stick to my routines. 
Ray and I have very different morning schedules and routines. And this is something that the both of us, we do not budge on. Because it it genuinely works for the both of us. And I think we love our routines because it helps us function more as humans. Just for us, for just for me and him. Like, for example, let's just say Ray does sleepover. I sleepover on the weekday. Like we choose to do that one time. Ray will still wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning and go to the gym and come back and start working at 8. I don't wake up at 5. Hell no. Your girl will wake up at 8.30 a.m. like she always does. And I will proceed to have my morning routine, which includes meditation, journaling, and then taking my vitamins. Through our relationship, Ray knows now that when he sees me and he walks in the door and he sees me, my eyes are closed and I'm meditating or I'm journaling and my jazz music on, he knows this is a time not to talk to me. Like, this is my time to be with myself. It did take some, you know, moments of like, bro, you can't talk to me right now. Like, I need this time to myself so I could set myself up for a great day. That's how I think. So despite being maybe in the same room and being together, we will have separate routines and we will stick to it. The next thing I'm pretty sure you hear if you're Googling like, how do I maintain independence in a relationship is to have different hobbies. I think it's nice to have your own like uh, things that you have, that you find play or enjoyment in. For Ray, he enjoys climbing. So on the weekends, he'll go climbing with his friends. For me, it's probably like K-dramas, honestly, or like playing a game or I don't know, like getting into fitness my own in my own fitness routine. Like Ray and I have very different fitness um, interests. Like he's into climbing. I'm into like strength training and like maybe I'll do yoga on the weekends. So having different hobbies does help you maintain your own individuality. The next thing is something I really love is always make separate time for your friends. Ray and I do have, you know, uh, we we both get along with each other's group of friends. And there are times where we'll, we'll be together at a group function. But there's no pressure on each other to have to attend certain events unless the importance is vocalized. Like, let's say my friends are having like a picnic. He's obviously invited, but I'm not like, hey, you have to go. I'm more like, hey, if you want to go, go. If the person messages you and wants you to go, you, you do what you want. But don't feel pressure to go to certain things because I'm going. And personally for me, I'm like, I love one-on-one time with my friends um, because I just feel like it's just so zoned in and intentional moments with a, a loved one. So I will hang out with a friend by myself. And it's just this idea of like, we don't always have to be together. Like, we don't always have to be hanging out. We don't always have to be eating dinner together. So I think having separate friends allows for that. Which, you know, um, kind of like a side tangent. I remember last year when I, because last year was our first year together and I was really excited to travel with him. I was like, oh my God, I finally have a partner. I could like go on vacation. And I started actually saving all these trips because I was like, oh, I want to go with Ray there. I want to like, I need to save it for him. And maybe just for me, like a trip is like the biggest hangout ever. We had to talk about it and I realized like, okay, like I shouldn't be saving all these trips for my partner. Like I could go on vacation and trips with my friends. Like there's no pressure for them to join. So my college friends are planning a big trip to Vietnam. And originally I was like, oh, I want to save Vietnam for Ray. And Ray's like, hey, babe, like you could go with your friends and I'll check my schedule to see if I can make it. Like it's okay if I can't though. It all depends on my work schedule. 
And before I was like, oh man, like I want to save it for him. Like this is our trip. Like it's his motherland. Like I'll, I'll put all this like weight on it. But I think it's a reminder of like, hey, one, I learned that I value travel a lot more than Ray. So I'd probably travel more frequently than him. And two, there will always be a next time. And so not putting this pressure of like, you have to do everything together. You have to go on these major trips with me all the time allows for more room for you to kind of cultivate your relationship with your friends. Because we've all been there where like we've had that friend who has gone in a relationship and you're like, I don't see them anymore. They're always with his friends or their friends or they're they're always with their partner. And that's something I never wanted to like fall into. So I think making separate time for your own friends is very, very important. That's something I continue to do and I want to do as we progress along in our relationship. The last thing that I will say is don't be afraid to ask for your time alone. Again, this is probably things you have to communicate with your partner because, you know, you don't know everyone's preference. But Ray and I have gotten to a place now where, like, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, it was a really busy day for me. And I noticed Ray was, like, texting me a lot in the evening because we're planning. There's a lot of changes happening for us. So he's, like, a lot of texting going on. And I really wanted just to have uninterrupted time to myself and not feel like my phone was, like, had alerts or notifications. So I asked him, I was like, hey... Just a heads up, I'm going to be having an early evening and I'm probably going to be away from my phone. So just know that I'm I'm not going to be responsive. And it's okay not to feel bad. Like, don't feel bad for asking for that time to yourself. And, you know, with Ray, there were moments when he was like, hey, like looking ahead on the weekend, do you mind if I have the weekend to myself this week? Because I kind of want some me time. It was really busy the last few weekends socially or the work week has been tough. And I was like, yeah, totally fine. So there's a lot of times on the weekends where, let's say Friday, night rolls around, and usually like the weekends when we start hanging out, Friday he'll be like, do you mind if I stay home? I was like, that's great. You stay home. That's fine. I'll see you on Saturday or Sunday. I remember in the beginning, it was hard to kind of, uh, not hard, it was, a, it was a journey to get to this place because I remember I felt really bad of like asking. I just felt so guilty. And he told me, he was like, babe, like you asking to hang out with your friends or spending time on the weekends, it gives me time to be by myself and alone and some alone time. And so I think through thorough conversations, realizing that, hey, we both actually like solo time. And again, I think it's because we both have been single for a couple of years that we got accustomed to developing that time alone. Yeah. And, I, and to me, I, I find it as a blessing because I'm like, great, we both can, you know, we could both have we could both have that sense of like our own identity, even though we're, we're a couple and we still enjoy hanging out together with that. Just small little, not a tip, but I I, um, I share this in a, in a new episode for ABG. But after learning that we both enjoy, you know, spending time apart, as we were preparing for our trip last year to Japan and Taiwan, we actually scheduled in a solo day just to do whatever we wanted. And that was so great because I think when you're on vacation, of course, you want to be with your, your, your friends or your partner. But it was so nice to still get that sense of like me time on vacation. And it was amazing. Like, Ray was able to go climbing and try a new gym in Tokyo while I went to go shopping and like have a journaling session at a cafe. We both realized like this is great. Like we plan more future vacations and the time allows for it. Why not have like give yourself the morning or give yourself a solo day to do what you want. Again, I think this all kind of boils down to like for me, it's like the mental. It's just mentally knowing that you don't have to do everything together. Like there's no pressure to do that. So again, don't be afraid to ask for your time alone. (music) 
Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of how to maintain your identity or your independence while in a relationship. I'm pretty sure I didn't hit every tip. So I'm really curious if for those of you that have been in relationships, that are in a relationship or in a long-term one like marriage or just a long-term relationship, what are some other tips that I didn't mention on how you maintain your own identity and your independence? Because I want to know, as I take another step into my relationship, I think these are all great things I can learn from. You listeners are my resource as well. So let me know, DM me, leave a comment on this episode. I want to learn. And again, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you again so much for listening. Bye, everyone.